June 15, 2020, it's a Life of Pedro show.
Peter Show. Happy Monday, everybody. Uh, still in quitting quarantine mode, so bri- uh, Brother Matt's at the Love Grotto, about three miles south Pledge Point. But through the magic of those engineers in Estonia with their Skype software, I am not man alone here in my pad, but I got Joey Helen with me. You're in Austin, right? Oh, no. I uh, I live in... Uh, I'm in Los Angeles. I'm over in wow. Highland Park. <laughs> You're only 30 miles north of me. Okay. Uh, oh, you know why? I was thinking of Thor. Oh, exactly. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Because yeah. we got it. We got to thank Thor because he made the connect. 
And uh, oh my know, God. I love your music and everything. And when he, he did the suggest, I said, yeah. Awesome. Oh, my God. I I loved that show. That was the that was my introduction to this show. And it was just I, I just love how long it is. And it's uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, last month was 19 years. And wow. All, yeah, I know. It's a trip. And they're all archived up at TWFPS.com. So if you ever need three hours of stuff. Yes. <laughs> and I do. Okay. I really need I need a long form. Well, this, this, this edition here is going to be your journey through music. So, well, let's tell people what we heard. Uh, John Coltrane start off the show with, you know, he starts all the shows. One up, one down from that uh, every which way thing they found uh, a couple of years ago. And then on and on from you. Now, Jolie, c- can you tell me your earliest musical recollection? Um, I wrote a song when I was like, I, I think, five or six on a toy piano. And it blew my mind. Like, you know, it was just like I stumbled into writing this song. And then I was like, oh, I can just remember what I'm doing and then just do that again. Where was this at? I was in a garage next to a bayou in Houston, Texas. Okay. Houston's a little like SoCal, except a little sweatier. <laughs> it's very sweaty. Yeah, but it's spread out. That's why where I, <clears throat> I find them kind of similar. Yeah, definitely. I Houston, at its very best moments, is like a cross between L.A. and New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, and you know, Lightning Hopkins. I mean, a lot of music. Oh I got God. to play with uh, Mr. Jandek, or the representative from Corwood Industries, a couple times too. And, awesome. and uh, Billy Gibbons from ZZ, and just incredible. Yes. Uh, okay, so in the pad, well, I guess there was a toy piano, but was there other uh, instruments? My father had guitars, and like I think he had a banjo, but I didn't live with him. Um, and my stepdad had a guitar um, that I eventually got to play when I was like 13. Was he a player? Uh, he had like a country band, um, but he, it was like a, you know, it was just more like a, a hobby sure. for him. Like he never played around the house. He only like went to rehearsal and played. Okay. But you, uh, not practice, right? Rehearsal. Right. <laughs> you know, I, when I'm down, uh, you know, uh, the guys playing hoops and stuff, I always hear, you know, let's go to the gym and pra- uh, rehearse some hoops. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. It's just semantics, Jolie. It's just semantics. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible at practicing. I've never, <laughs> ever been good at that. But uh, you're good at rehearsing? <laughs> no, I, I just like to play. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, actually, I found out my experience is gigs are the real prac. <laughs> I mean, you have to do the other <laughs> prac to get ready for that prac, but when you do it in front of people, is the real deal. Right, it scares yeah, you straight. Yeah, totally. So uh, so you you would pick up his guitar from time to time. Um, yeah, I was, I was lucky in that there was like a real instrument around the house when I needed one. Um, did he but have, there was... Did he have the, you do uh, lessons? Sorry. Do you have you do um, lessons? Oh, I, I really wanted lessons. But no, I never got lessons. Not even from him? Okay. No. Uh, so what about at school, like the choir or the marching band or shit like that? Oh, my God. Yeah, we were so lucky. Like, my my music teacher was about to retire, and she, 
So she couldn't hear me, so she couldn't tell that I was improvising the entire time. <laughs> so I, I, I started playing viola when I was like 13, and despite completely fucking off in class constantly, I was the best viola player. <laughs> so I was, I was first chair viola. Wow. And then, and then when I was like 13, and then... Um, this girl came to school, and she was immediately the coolest girl in school. Um, and she was first chair violin. Yeah, and, listeners out there, uh, viola's a little larger than a violin, but looks pretty much the same. Yeah, it's like five notes deeper. Yeah. And Four in fact, even the stand-up bass is like a giant violin without a chin thing. Yeah. You know, that's why Leo called his electric bass invention precision. Oh. Because it has frets. I <laughs> know. <laughs> well, he played a little piano. He didn't really play, but he thought, yeah, if there's frets, there's no way you can, you know, fuck up the intonation. Yeah, unless the intonation is fucked. Fucked up, yeah, to begin with. Or you put your finger on the wrong fret. <laughs> yeah, Amazing. So, yeah. So she, she becomes the, the number one. What happened? She can tell she's listed. She, she was just, she was just amazing. Like we were, it was this kind of, uh, kind of isolated school, and she showed up, and she'd been living in California, I think. Uh, her name's Tess Wiley, and then she taught me how to play guitar. Then I, oh, I mean, I learned okay. how to play guitar from her. And people, another for all you aspiring musicians out there, a big diff between the guitar and the bass and stuff like the viola and violin is between the strings they're in fifths with those a violin and viola and it's fourths with the guitar and bass so there's a lot more drama when you jump between the strings i had a cello player on uh last edition and they're in fifths too so is did, that like you go like uh okay the low string right is e so you go mm -hmm. e f g and then the next string on a guitar would be a but if it was fifths, it would you wouldn't go to the next string till B. So, uh, yeah, little, little technical kind of things like that. So, so she, so whose guitar did you play? Did you play the one your step pop had at the pad? I did. I played. It was this giant. Um, if for me, it was giant, and it still would be giant. Um, it was like a, a Alvarez, like a, like a. Mexican, um, like a, like a Gibson style. copy. Yeah, kind of Spanish style, right? Nylon strings. No, no, it was oh, like it was um, okay. like a dreadnought, like a like a big Gibson actually, and it had like those doves on it. Oh wow! Which is which is like that Gibson style. Well, those are actually, I think, hummingbirds. <laughs> They're oh, is it? I think so. Okay. Because there's the, there's a Gibson called the Hummingbird, but okay. uh, Alvarez. I know about that maker. That's a good brand. Yeah, so it was a pretty decent guitar, um, but I I just remember being like, especially being a kid, like they would give us just horrible instruments that you could barely play. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember all those guitar shops on Sunset Boulevard by the Shit Heart Center? There used to be some Alvarez's up there. I mean, they were good. Uh, those are good uh, quality-made things. Uh, what about uh, other kind of music? What was the first record you bought yourself? 
Oh my god. Um, it was. I think it was you too. Whoa. Okay. And what about the first? Uh, yeah. What about the first gig you went to see? Um, my stepdad took me to Tears for Fears. Whoa. Okay. I was yeah. I was born in 1975, and it was like it was pretty like. Um, yeah, we were just kind of like out in the suburbs of Houston. Like there wasn't, it wasn't really very cultured. Kind so of, it was kind of like radio, radio world. Right. So synthesizer, uh, I think they were new wave band from England, if I remember. Two guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Everybody wants well, to uh, rule the world. Right. My, my great uncles were Western swing musicians though so like i grew up like at western swing dance shows like like bob wills and my my great uncles played with bob wills oh wow yeah the texas playboys yeah that was a great and also uh kind of the music patsy had behind her patsy klein was kind of that swing open right yeah interesting stuff and that's that was like early rock and roll too yeah absolutely tic-tac bass that are like that kind of like ra like radio like radio pop rock yeah. basically of the time i want i want to play something from you here called uh palmyra all right only a few old petals left on the rose that touched your hand my heart is a graveyard it's a no man's land you could tell I didn't care you kept pushing till I did woke up in a pit of despair on you
Thank you. 
Watt from Pedro Show. We play. <laughs> for you listeners, it ain't deja vu. For me and Jolie, it's deja vu. Okay. Palmera from Jolie Holland. Uh, Odenara from Pat Ruth and Smear. Uh, Reduced Guilt from Deerhoof. Om Nome Savoy from Bill's Pump. Terrain Vague from Hi Fi Club. Uh, K Salita with Hello. Chapter 11 of Flight Over the Red Sea from the All Star Horse Meat Band from Germany. And finally, Fox in his hole, Jolie Holland. And uh, we're we're catching up on her journey. She was playing in the, uh, you know, the school orchestra, and then her, the the first chair, the violin uh, lady uh, showed her guitar after school, but they they never recorded. So what would she do? No. Would she show you songs like off records and stuff? Yeah, we learned stuff and like I would write, I wrote songs and then we played them together and she wrote songs that I played on and we oh, so we had started... one gig at the Westheimer Arts Festival in Houston when I was 16. Okay, okay, so you, what I was going to ask you was, you started writing songs. Oh yeah, no, yeah, because I mean... Partly because, like, I didn't have any other way of, like, learning songs, you know? <laughs> like, I was that, um, I didn't have, like, music lessons. So, like, if I was going to play something, I was going to have to write it, too. Okay, okay. Because, like, me and D. Boone, we, like, you know, we were learning the Creedence and Blue Oyster Cult off the records, you know? Like, yeah. everybody we knew did. I didn't know anybody who wrote their own songs till the movement came. And then, then, like, everybody I knew wrote songs. It was like, what the fuck? You know, you're born into a time and there's a certain kind of zeitgeist, some kind of culture thing, right? And yeah. for us, it was like nobody wrote songs. Uh-huh. The best guy in Pedro was the guy who could play Black Dog the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was nothing about, like, using music for expression. So, so I'm interested... Uh, uh, what's her name, Tammy? Tess Wiley. Tess, Tess. With Tess, so you'd run by these songs? Was she accompanying you? Yeah, we both we both play guitar, and she played she played violin. I think I don't know if I ever played violin in that in that iteration. Um, but she went on to be a professional musician. She was in like a big '90s band called uh, Sixpence None the Richer. Oh yeah. Um, so she, yeah, she's been a professional musician all that time. We lost touch with each other, um, for a long time. Just, I mean, I lost touch with everybody. I, I moved to Canada for a while. Um, and just like, you know, it was like, uh, I left when I was so young. I just didn't really, um, kind of think about that stuff, you know, but, you guys <laughs> but then. Do- you did do one gig, though, right? We had the one gig, yeah. Now, what was, was that was your first gig, right? Yeah. What was it like? Um, her brother played drums, and he was a really good drummer. The whole family, they were, they were great players. Um, I was just, I, it was like a half-hour gig, and we were, she named the band after a grandpa. Parsons song called Brass Buttons. Oh, yeah. 
And, like, I didn't even know who Graham Parsons was. I didn't even figure out who Graham Parsons was until, like, you know, until I was in my early 20s or something. Um, but she was older than me and, like, knew more things. <laughs> so uh, it was cool. And my my father, who I'm pretty estranged with, was there. So that that was kind of, like... That was cool. What kind just of to know that, like, my dad was like witnessing this thing happen. Yeah, it's like me striking out in little league in front of my pop. Yeah. <laughs> Total pants. So, 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 what kind of gig was this, Jolie? It was cool. It was like at this outdoor festival. Okay. Okay. So it's a pretty, it's a, it was a pretty great festival. I, I hope it's still going. I haven't checked into it. Now, how'd you feel? Was you scared? I wasn't. I, okay. I, I think I was probably like scared, scared straight. You know, <laughs> um, like nowadays, I have a lot of stage fright, but not really on stage. Like more like just before I get on stage. Yeah. I'm just wondering about people's first gigs, you know, because, right, the whole world's different after that, <laughs> after you do, after you break the water. It was pretty triumphant, and I, I completely thank Tess for that. Like, she, she it, was, it was really sweet. Yeah, yeah, people who share their music trip instead of, you know, shit hoarding, they're, they're very kind to yeah. do that, especially when you're young. Now... Uh, when you left school, you probably stopped playing vi viola, but you kept doing music. I I um I still played violin, yeah, and I kept I just kept writing and um and then I was like I didn't live anywhere for a while. I was kind of living on the road, like staying in squats, and was basically homeless for a few years after high school and even before high school, I was kind of like, I didn't really have anywhere to live from like 17 through, um, I started kind of living places when I was like 20, 21. But, um, I, I played music on the street for a while and I played, I played in Austin on the street and I played in new Orleans on the street. And the guy I played with in Austin a lot, was this guy Stefan Jacusco, who uh, you're his biggest influence? He completely idolizes you, so he was to your music. Oh, that's very kind. And we were just you, we you, it, we just played on the street. You guys were busking. Yeah. Okay, so did you uh, did you join any bands? Because you said Torin. Oh, I just, I just kind of lived on the road. Okay. I just, yeah. Um, I did, I mean, I played with, I played with different groups, but I didn't really have a real band until I started this Canadian band called the Be Good Tanyas. Yeah. And then, and we were together for like, I was only with them for like a year and a half. And, and then I went back to San Francisco. I came back to the States and then I started making my own records. Oh, so when you were playing with them up in Canada, it was their music? It was our music. Okay. Like, um, yeah. I, I like, and even after that record, I was 
I was really only in the band for their first record, but then I I played with them on almost every single record. Like we were still really musically involved. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like write music for yourself and then write for a band, right? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't all of it, right? You you guys shared? Yeah, we we produced things together. Um that's that's such an interesting process, the the difference between those things. And the, but when I moved back to San Francisco, I got to work with these gorgeous players. Like I got to work with this beautiful drummer, David Mahali. Um, and that's really where I got my musical education was just, you know, from playing with um, people who are really conversant. There's nothing like playing with a good drummer. <laughs> oh my God. I've been, I've been so blessed. <laughs> Yeah, people, it's the uh, end of the first hour, June 15, 2020, Edition Watt Peter Show. Special guest, Jolie Holland, Hold Tap for Hour 2. June 15, 2020, it's the second hour of the Watt for Peter Show.
Say hello. Turn the lights on so I can see them. Hello. Rock and roll is full of shit. Cause rock and roll is full of money. I'll take the money, but I don't want to be shit.
And it, it was kind of like a tribute to Elvin Jones because what the first time I heard Elvin Jones, I thought he was two people. <laughs> you know, there is a, a, a small period where Elvin and uh, Rashid are playing together. Okay, all right, and, I might have been wrong. But, but no, but this is not many gigs, and, and you know, in fact, I think the last one, Elvin starts throwing the cases out on stage. It was not too. Uh, well, Alice said that John never fired anybody. They just knew when it was time to go. So Wow. <laughs> yeah. But uh, when I'm thinking Elvin, like you, you were up in the city, so there was the, the Grateful Dead people did that, right? And I think the Allman Brothers had too. And, mm. uh, yeah, uh, Jim Brown would have, uh, you know, Clyde Stubblefield. And, uh, that, but you know how tight, or you parted out, I guess, but especially if you played same downbeat man so don't flam those guys mm -hmm. gotta be working tight together yeah oh my god i loved seeing my two drummers on my dark sea working together is dan reaser yeah and uh justin veloso like they just looked like two like happy dogs running on the beach like <laughs> <laughs> well, just, well how'd you get them together um uh i just thought of everybody who I wanted on the record and um, they both said yes and so and I thought like well all right we'll 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 see what it's like to work with the both of them so so before gigs or this was in the studio um we I don't think that band got to play together too much okay. but um yeah I mean, I basically couldn't afford them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, uh, you know, two drum sets. I tried that once. You can't fit everything in the boat. You need two boats. Uh, yeah, bands, seriously. Bands. Yeah. yeah. It's you know, massive. A big, a big mistake Minutemen made was putting George Hurley in the back. We, should, You know, last 20 years, I've had my drummers up front on the stage. and We should have done that with Georgie because I don't know what it, what people got about drummers. Because we're all, it's basically rhythm music. We're all doing what they're doing, but they're doing it with every one of their limbs at the same time. Yeah. Oh, my God. I want to learn how to play drums. Balancing on the tailbone. Yeah, me too. You know, I got one in my prac pad because I got tired of people setting up and tearing down. So yeah, Perkins helped me just get one, so it's always there. But every time I get on it, it's terrible. But I guess <laughs> I could beat it in myself. Uh, I should say what we uh, played. Uh, yeah, Dark Days, we start off the second hour. Then Few with Cloudy Day in Tokyo. Peter Lochner from Cleveland, Pledge of My Time. Tripod Jimmy. Tom Herman, I got a project going with him. Franco American. Skull Ring, some Stooges live in Tokyo 16 years ago. And then finally, Louisiana 1927, Jolie Holland and Thorn Friends. There's Thor Harris. 
And yeah. you know, I've heard this song before. You know, with the version I heard, she didn't write it, but she did a cover of it. Marsha Ball, piano lady. Oh, cool. Me and Raymond got to see her uh, in Strong Beach, across the bridge here. Well, two bridges. And opening up was Pine Top Perkins, his 100-year-old piano oh, guy. Oh, my God. Tore it up. Tore it up. That's, she was great, that's too. amazing. Somebody told me she was a school teacher and she just did piano on the side. Kind of a Professor Longhair type of trip. Man, she's great. Anyway, that's a ter- that song's about the big flood, right? Yeah, but that was from, yeah, that was America's last biggest flood. But then we just had our, our you know, we topped that. Yeah, right, uh, right. With Harvey. Yeah, yeah. And I remember uh, Katrina was... Let's see, I was doing the Redden Festival with the Stooges. It was 100 degrees. The French guys call uh, England guys in the summertime with the shirts off roast beef. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're real pink. <laughs> Seriously. And I remember getting done with the gig and they said this fucking storm had come and smashed. That's terrible. So you, yeah. so you lived there, uh, there for a period. Not really. I just, I mean, I didn't. I didn't live anywhere for a long time. Like I just was, I just was on the road a lot, and um, I I passed through New Orleans a lot. But my family's from New Orleans. Like they, um, my grandma's last name uh, is the same last name as like one of the guys that like helped found the city. Like, <laughs> and like she's. She wasn't like high class or anything, um, but like they were just there a long time. Right. I mean, right? They say four dominions: Sp- uh, F- Spanish, French, Confederate, U.S. Long- yeah, my grandma. My grandma was black, French, and Choctaw. Like her last name is Choctaw. Ah, okay. The tribe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know who's Samantha Parton? Samantha Parton is the, she's the person that I formed the Be Good Tanya's with. Oh, Canadian lady. Yeah, so we got together and made that record, like, in uh, 17. Okay, because, yeah, I want to play this song, You Are Not Needed Now. Well, the birds were talking all at once, and the old man mowing down his lawn. He didn't seem like much too bit a guy I was thinking, hang on man, something's wrong Your blues, but you seem to be gone Heaven ain't bad, but you don't get nothing done Lay on your head a while You are not needed now You are not Fine. 
has always been madness, creativity and storms, passion, grieving and laughter, love, poetry and strong women, gay men too, loving men, women loving women, all throughout our bloody history. It has been contorted and twisted, held down, and we are oppressed by the hand of the church. Are we so terribly frightening just by being human? How much have we lost by this blind, stupid oppression? A few people's idea of structure. We actually questioning the male power. They brainwash the foolish ones so we all go along in ignorance. Just look at our beautiful creativity, our wonderful way of accepting life with all of its horrible events. Is that so terribly threatening? Whose crimes are they trying to hide? That we might speak up softly, put the hammer in his place, and stand up to the church.
Jolly Holland and Samantha Parton with You Are Not Needed Now. And then the King Brothers after that with The Machine, the Poor Luther's Bones. That's a father and son act. Uh, Garth Forsyth and his boy Alex, they were on the show a couple episodes ago. Ahead of my time, Karen out of Canada, Toronto with uh, Spice Traders. Joe Brewer out of uh, Madison. That's where... Uh, Clyde Stubblefield ended up. Great drummer man. Uh, the Church. And then finally, Orchestra of Cardboard with the Black Flag. You know, Raymond came up with the, those four bars for the logo and the name of the band, his brother's band. Oh, uh, Red. Yeah, it, it was for uh, from Spain with the uh, Republic and the Anarchist kind of thing. So, so what's Cardboard Orchestra? That's Dan Edelstein's band, Um, and uh, Nick Graham Smith, who lives in Brazil, it's their band together. Or, or like, Nick is the producer. Yeah. Yeah, Kind of hard to prac with the guy in Brazil. Yeah, but they're a cool team. They really, they do, they do good work. No, there's a lot of that going on. Man, I've made albums, Jolie, with people I've never even met. (laughs) Because of this, oh my God. no, this internet thing and trading files, shit you could never do in the old days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's an interesting. In fact, Thor Harris just asked me for a couple. Uh, gave me some tunes here. What play bass on it? Awesome! I yeah. can't hear that. In the old days, you had to be in the room with the cat, right? Now, yeah, it's a trip. It's a trip that way. It's not such a bad thing. So. It seems like once you got to the city and you start uh, with these two drummers, you make that record. That that's when you start getting your your wheels rolling. Well, I, no, that was I just made uh, Wine Dark Sea. That came out in thirteen um, or fourteen. Okay, um, so a little later. Yeah, I I I only lived in New York about six years. Um, but I was there, you know, a lot over probably a decade. Oh, this is New York. I thought you were talking about San Francisco. Yeah, no, I made, I made Wine Dark Sea in, in New York. Okay, okay. Um, my San Francisco band, that was more like my first three records, which is like Catalpa, Escondida, and, uh, Springtime Can Kill You. And then after that, I, I moved out. I, and then the rest of my records, um up until the Samantha Parton record, were basically New York City-based. And when when'd you get to Cali? Um, I, the first time I got out here, I had just turned 21. Whoa. And then, I've, I've lived in, in uh, California for most of my adult life, with some time in New York, basically. <clears throat> And sometime in Canada, sometimes San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. And and I've been in LA for I mean, this is it's funny to be for me to be here for so long. I've been here like five and a half years, which seems like a long time to me. 
Well, yeah, if you've been all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> of course. It's, it's cool to live somewhere. I I, I just had, had never got used to it. <laughs> Having an anchor? Yeah, it's nice. Uh, my my favorite cousins live here. Oh, respect. Look, we're at the end of the second hour, June 15, 2020 edition. Uh, Pedro Show special guest, Jolie Holland. Hold tight for hour three. June 15, 2020, it's the third hour of the Lot for Pedro show.
as I took the pain And in times I learned to milk the tragedy And in my ears the sound of moths constantly
passing stranger you do not know how longingly I look upon you you must be I was seeking or she I was seeking it comes to me as of a dream show start the third hour with uh, Kasai All-Stars with uh, versus Jolie Holland Nyeka Nyeka is that Kasai or is it Kansai I we'd had we'd have to look it up I think it I thought it was Kasai okay because Kansai is a, a part of Japan right I'm not sure yeah, yeah it is it's part It's uh, like they got an east-west part, right? That's uh, the, the difference there. Anyway, how'd that project happen? Um, the the guys from the label just asked me to do it, and uh, I I love I love like Kanono Number One, all that stuff. So exciting! So we recorded some bug sounds in the park, and and I played violin. And we mixed it. We mixed that in. Okay. So not only did you, because you ended up uh, collaborating, not just mixing. Okay. Yeah, that the like, I love the sound of the the way that they record the ambira. It has that like incredible like buzzing noise and that relentless rhythm. So and that that always like. I guess when I hear like a great choir of insects, it always reminds me of of that um, kind of sound. So Houston in springtime can have some insects. 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I used to cock at this cat's pad in Laporte, so we drive through Pat, not this Pasadena, but that one with like the thirty refineries. And totally. Man, it'd be twenty feet from the hatch to the boat, and you'd have to the mosquitoes. Oh my god! Oh yeah, you'd have to yeah. bolt. <laughs> I should tell people what else we heard. Crane and Skip doing the mirror. Uh, Imad Wasif with unhinged the fog from uh, zigzags live on KXCU. Great uh, Jesuit. Uh, a radio station at the Jesuit School. Timothy uh, Airy with uh, the Cave Moon Tape Park Black Park Black Moon Tape with Park Black Moon Tape with Park. What? Jiggin' fuck. Sorry. <laughs> Up on Sorry. the roof with scabs and pigs by Midnight Mines. Yeah, that's heavy. That's kind of union talk. <laughs> so I don't know. It's from uh, England, I think. So maybe they got different slang. But, mm. uh, yeah, if you go to Liberty Hill, you told me you'd been in Pedro and stuff, and Upton Sinclair got arrested for actually uh, reading the Bill of Rights while this uh, strike was going down in the 30s. Oh, my God. Yeah, some, my... uh, some heavy history in this town. And then finally, uh, the Wingdale Community Singers with Passing Stranger. Actually, in 1923, the Ku Klux Klan here marched on the IWW Hall and the, the big... Uh, issue was immigration this is like 100 mm. years ago same shit i was so happy to go see that plaque they put up to joe hill one of them got stole the one with the oh, sponsors damn it can you believe that the, the, like the but the one the, with the joe yeah the one with joe that uh suzanne uh, J- uh james at the random links his wife made that the design that that is that that got stolen? That didn't, but the plaque that has the people who donated the <clears throat> loans to get that going did. Oh wow. Now maybe My... they, want, they want to melt it down for recite I don't know what the fuck why Damn would it. do shit. That's like crazy. That? Yeah. My boyfriend's grandfather wrote a edited a book that was the Collected songs of Joe Hill. Oh yeah, the little red book. Yeah, little red song book. You can find it on the internet. The they called IWW guys wobblies, right? Mm-hmm. Were, yeah, they were interested. They thought the the uh, doc, the people working at the docks might be more uh, because uh, especially with the sailors and stuff, they're you know like you were doing floating around and stuff. So maybe, and they weren't so much into that kind of. Uh, big strong state thing like uh, other ideas uh, and so uh, there, there still are some uh, branches of IWW and stuff around. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Wingdale Community Singers. I love that track so much. Yeah, well, tell me about it. Um, so it's Hannah Marcus is singing the lead Um Rick Moody is in the band, and David Grubbs is in the band. Oh wow! So yeah, yeah it's a, it's a really guy. it's a cool little band. Um, and they asked, they invited me to come work on it. So I played, I I I worked on that uh, string section. I think he lives in Brooklyn. He's a teacher, but he plays with the two of the guys I play in El Sonio de Mayo with. He plays in. Uh, he's such a beautiful musician. Yeah. I've love so much of what he does well i think when he first started he was like a teenager like in squirrel bait or some shit in the slant and then with jim o'rourke right chicago yes. for a long time yeah incredible totally musician cat i, I want to play uh 
the song you did with Daniel. I got to play with Daniel a couple months uh, before he passed away. That's that's amazing. It was at the or- Orpheum downtown L.A. here, and also on KCRW. It was two gigs in one day, one on the radio, and then, yeah. I, I, th- I wrote you in the email. He couldn't remember yeah. meet me like 30 years ago. That's uh, yeah. He had his McDonald's hat on and stuff. Okay, oh. let's listen. <laughs> Love, you hate it if you have none. And your mommy and your daddy didn't give you some. And you're always on the run without love. Love, you'll regret it if you forgot. And you'll be all tied up in knots. If you can't share and there's no one there. If you don't have love and all you
right.
Daniel Johnson without love and you're you're singing there right yeah I'm singing I'm singing background right right after that we had Zola Jesus with witness uh, Lena Anderson with Dastir Diazepam from Ill these ladies in England they gave me their CD and No Mercy Do you, are you aware of No Mercy I, I, I'm not now this is no like the opera in Japan right so it's an H N-O-H <gasps> Oh, and it was just a lady awesome. singer and a lady drummer. This We're talking 70s punk, and they were up in the city, right? And uh, they found a bunch of their recordings. But at the time, uh, there was only a couple songs on this fast cut, and they were an amazing band. But, you know, some punk bands in the old days didn't have guitars. Mm. And there was a lot of women in the movement, too, in those days, and, Okay, and then finally, give me a song. Uh, th- this is a, a Stevie Weinstein a f- a phoner, right? Yeah. And uh, a significant other. Yes, my significant other, and his, and like I said, his grandfather, Phil Phoner, um, was this really prolific um, leftist scholar and uh, labor writer, and. Um, it's like in the family, like his now his cousin is like one of the most famous scholars about the Reconstruction. That's why they know about uh, Joe Hill's book. Songs. Yeah. 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 And his grandfather also wrote a huge book about Frederick Douglass when we had almost forgotten about him as a country. Fred Douglass. Yeah. Well, my uh, sound guy, Steve Reed, man, he told me he knew about him. He told me he visited Mr. Lincoln, and uh, it was kind of a weird meeting, you know. Oh, I bet, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, he almost hired uh, Giuseppe Garibaldi, but Mr. Garibaldi said you're too weak on this slavery issue, because that's what he told Fred Douglas. If I gotta keep, if I gotta free you to keep it together, okay. If I, but if I gotta slave you, keep you slave. Uh, to keep it together, I will, too. And Fred Douglas is like, what? Yeah. And, you know, it was just kicking the can down the road. I mean, we got to deal with this. I know. Now Now is the time for right. real reconstruction. Absolutely. 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 What's next for you, Jolie? Um, I don't know. I My lungs are pretty terrible. So, like, I don't think I can tour until we get this virus under control. So I might, I might even make a record at home, which I never have. Like, I really, I really love. You should. Yeah. I, I'm so, I love the studio. I love playing with people. So this, this will be interesting. I've never, I've never even thought about like making an isolated record before. Well, Jolie, you know, life deals your hand. So you got to play that hand, right? Yeah. And that's and, a uh, um, I read somewhere that, 
whoever wrote that Shakespeare shit did yeah. King Lear during the lockdown of the yes. play. Yeah. Totally. I love that. That's yeah, that stuff is inspiring to me just like looking back and seeing how people have dealt with this kind of thing before. Well, when you make the record, will you mm -hmm. come on the show and we'll play it all and talk about it every two? Thank you so much. Yeah, that would be bitching, really, truly. And it's a great honor so to have you on the show. People, oh, my God. I wish you big success with this. I know you can make a good one. Oh, man. Thank you so much. It's a huge honor to be on your show. Oh, thank you. People, it's been the June 15, 2020 edition of Watt for Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>